Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. It's Wednesday, May 17th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Adam B. Levine, here again with your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, the debt ceiling, top headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Bitcoin, Ether, and most other risk assets are down and markets showing mostly red. Top of the news today is former Fed Chief and current Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen out with more fire and brimstone about a U.S. default as soon as June. We'll have more on this in the headlines, but markets seem a bit shook, even if these are just the latest prognostications from an official who claimed just six years ago that we would not see any more financial crises in our lifetime. A real Nostradamus, but I digress. Quote, the current macroeconomic situation is, in our view, conducive for increased crypto adoption, said the CEO of crypto fund manager Bitbull Capital in an email to Coindesk, continuing, The debt ceiling getting raised also bodes well for risk assets as market participants seek to secure wealth, end quote. The head of research at blockchain analytics firm Into the Block, meanwhile, told Coindesk that there could certainly be a bid for BTC, whether or not there's a deal on the debt ceiling. They see the impact of these negotiations and the ongoing banking crisis as similar, quote, They both highlight the weaknesses of the system and create doubts about their long-term sustainability, thus creating demand for potential alternatives like crypto, end quote. Turning our attention to the second largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization, which of course is Ether, prices are also down, but an interesting trend is continuing to assert itself. As of Monday, the 30-day rolling correlation between changes in Bitcoin and Ether prices was just 77%. That's the lowest since 2021, and notably weaker than the 96% correlation rate seen just two months ago. That's all according to crypto data provider Keiko. Ether in the past has decoupled from Bitcoin for brief periods, but this latest weakening of the correlation might be long-lasting, meaning Bitcoin, of course the world's largest and most liquid digital asset, may no longer anchor Ether and the broader market, according to the vice president of trading at Orbit Markets. Quote, What we're seeing could be the beginning of a long-term regime change. As Ethereum has shifted from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake consensus, the economics of supply and demand underlying the two tokens will continue to diverge, he said. Continuing, Bitcoin will cement its status as the digital gold or a blue chip stock, while Ether will be seen as a growth stock or an emerging market. End quote. Turning our attention to other cryptocurrency news, the native token of play-to-earn innovator Axie Infinity is on the rise after the game was listed on the Apple App Store for the first time. AXS token surged more than 12% on the news in what looks like its best daily gain since January. It's worth noting that the token fell by more than 3% over the course of April, which was its third consecutive monthly decline. 
But today's other big winner is Dogecoin, which set a new record for daily transactions and very briefly broke above Bitcoin's transaction volume before pulling back. On an average day, the original dog money logs about 20,000 transactions, but on Sunday there were more than 645,000. And that's because, as you might guess if you've been paying attention, a new type of collectible token minting system called DRC20, which is of course based on the BRC20 standard that's sparked conversation and controversy in the world of Bitcoin, which was itself, of course, a reference to Ethereum's ERC20 standard. Who knows how long it'll all last, but at least for now, new forms of collectible token protocols are certainly having a moment. Bitcoin is currently trading at $26,688 per token. That's down about 2.5% since our show on Monday, while Ether is trading at $1,796 per ETH. That's down about 1.5% over the same time period, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And speaking of the Coindesk Market Index, we're looking at an absolute reading this morning of 1,180. That compares against Monday's reading of 1,202 and represents a 1.83% loss across top traded tokens over that time period. By the way, today's crypto coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets Analysts Lila Ledesma, Amkar Goodblay, Sherry Amawa, and James Rubin. And turning our attention to traditional markets, in the U.S., the S&P 500 and Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped from our Monday update, down about 0.4 and 0.9% respectively. The Nasdaq Composite, meanwhile, gained about half a point. In Europe, the pattern was largely the same, with the regional stocks 600 and London's FTSE 100 down 0.2 and 0.4% respectively, while Germany's DAX gained half a point. In Asia, Chinese indexes shrank, with the Hang Seng down more than 2 points and the Shanghai Composite down around 0.8%. In Japan, the Nikkei 225 saw the biggest gains across markets, up 1.5% over the same time period. In commodities market, Brent crude, that's the global benchmark for oil, gained just under 1.5%, while gold fell by about the same amount. First Republic Bank, which is our current indicator of the ongoing monetary policy-induced banking crisis of 2023, gained two cents in absolute terms since Monday, currently changing hands at 37 cents per share and up about 6% since our last check-in. But just in case you were wondering, yes, it's still down more than 99% since the start of the year. Today's traditional markets coverage draws from MarketWatch. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen continues to threaten to bring about a catastrophic, disorderly, sovereign default for the U.S. should legislators and President Biden fail to authorize the issuance of more debt. This is, of course, not the first time that we've seen this movie, and it's also seemingly one of those moments where a simplistic binary choice is presented by those who have a clear preference for one answer and who will accept no nuanced look at the actual problem, even if, in reality, it's a bit more complicated than they claim. The reality that the federal government, which has now racked up more than $30 trillion on the nation's credit card, would need to deal with this is, of course, not a surprise. And yet, there is an advantage to be had in waiting to deal with the problem until there's no choice between that catastrophe and what you wanted to do anyways. Well, they got their wish. Yellen says the date at which the U.S. will likely default is June 5th and could be as soon as June 1st. All told, they're down to less than $100 billion in cash and continuing to spend like drunken sailors. It's just the latest shock to a system that's long viewed the U.S. dollar and specifically U.S. treasuries, which are a form of debt that the government pays interest on, as essentially the safest assets in the world, and which, given how they're actually managed, are increasingly obviously not. But of course, all of this drama and the predicted brimstone isn't the only path, even without an increase to the debt ceiling. The true catastrophe for the dollar's reserve status would be if the government could not pay interest and redemption on treasuries. And if you get into the numbers, you find that even without a new deal in place, that default would be a choice. The Treasury Department, despite long denying it, could very well choose to prioritize those payments and keep markets moving, even if a bit scared. And I mean, let's be real, they could also just scale back the increases in spending that have accumulated over the last few years or furlough some of the 25 million government employees until a deal can be made. It might not be their preferred path, but it certainly seems more sensible than intentionally damaging the nation through an avoidable default. 
and yet our not-so-sensible monetary leaders continue to threaten exactly the worst case if they don't get exactly what they want. We've got Zero Hedge linked in the show notes on this one with all the details and numbers. Meanwhile, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or the SEC, told an appeals court that crypto exchange Coinbase hadn't proven the regulator needs to create a new regulatory framework for the digital asset industry late on Monday. The SEC has not yet made any decision on the petition and, quote, continues to consider, and quote, the filing the regulator said. Coinbase filed its original petition with the SEC back in July of 2022, asking the regulator to provide guidance around digital assets. Last month, the crypto trading platform filed a petition with a higher appeals court asking it to force the regulator to respond to the petition during the escalating legal battle. Coinbase then filed a response to the SEC's Wells Notice, which is a way for the regulator to communicate that they may go after Coinbase with an enforcement action that same week. In its response earlier this week, the SEC said the company was expecting a response after less than a year, while the agency has taken up to five or ten years to respond to petitions in other areas in the past. Quote, As Coinbase's own submission makes clear, considering the various paths it suggests is a necessarily complicated endeavor, the filing said. Continuing, yet Coinbase filed its rulemaking petition fewer than 10 months ago, supplemented aspects of the petition fewer than three months ago, and sought to supplement the record again only weeks ago, end quote. Metal Lawman on Twitter, who is worth following for this type of coverage, brings us some additional context and commentary. Quoting from a recent tweet thread, Coinbase is seeking a court order to force the SEC to simply answer whether it will or will not grant Coinbase's request that the SEC engage in rulemaking with respect to digital assets. The SEC is refusing to give that answer. Not yet, anyways. The SEC argues that it hasn't decided whether to grant Coinbase's petition for rulemaking yet. It's fully within its rights to wait years, literally, to decide whether to grant the petition, and it intends to keep right on suing crypto companies without any new rules. The SEC did cite some case law where courts have denied relief to petitioners in cases where government agencies have waited years to take action on petitions. So, the SEC argues, this slow roll of the Coinbase petition is completely acceptable for government work. The bottom line, it's entirely possible that the SEC will get away with this delay tactic, end quote. In related news, a federal judge ruled that the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission cannot seal documents tied to former official William Hinman's 2018 speech on crypto and securities to Ripple in the regulator's ongoing lawsuit against the company closely associated with the XRP currency. A judge presiding over the Southern District of New York ruled that the documents tied to the speech, in which the former SEC Director of Corporation Finance stated that in his view, Ether was not a security, cannot be sealed in a court order. A magistrate judge in the same court first ruled in January 2022 that those documents needed to be turned over to Ripple as part of its ongoing discovery process. And while the judge will allow the SEC to redact the names and personal information of people mentioned in the documents, she wrote that the SEC cannot seal the so-called Hinman speech documents, saying they were relevant to the judicial process. End quote. And finally, crypto wallet maker Ledger came under fire this week for its new Ledger Recover feature, with some commenters on Twitter arguing that the service, which stores encrypted user seed phrases with third-party custodians, undermines Ledger's stated commitment to privacy and security. During a Twitter space session, Ledger's CEO defended the offering, saying in part, quote, You're saying this is not what customers want. Actually, this is what future customers want, he said. Continuing, this is the way that the next hundreds of millions of people will actually onboard to crypto, end quote. The incident underscores the long-simmering tensions between blockchain-focused companies looking to attract new users and ideologically-minded segments of the crypto community. It can be somewhat difficult to square user experiences with those core ideals. And before we end for the day, a few quick thoughts from myself on this one. First off, the Ledger CEO is right. The catchphrase, be your own bank, is nice in theory, but in practice it means there's nobody to blame but yourself, and even small mistakes can be catastrophic. I, and anybody else who's really been in the world of crypto for the last 10 years, has seen this many, many, many times. 
Of course, it's very important that tokens like Bitcoin empower the user to self-custody. That should be the default option. But the idea that this will be a system where that is what everyone in the world wants is a naive assumption at best. Most people will pick convenience when given the choice, and to not want to provide convenient options is to open the door for a much worse system with much worse base rules that provides the convenience and could become the winner. On the other hand, one of the complaints that isn't really covered in this article, which I think is very real, is that this was rolled out as a non-optional upgrade to existing hardware wallets out there. That's not a good look for a company whose business is manufacturing devices that gives you a secure computing environment in which to store your keys. In that world, user control is absolutely the most important element, and even if the feature is turned off by default, the jarring realization that the company you bought your safety device from could upgrade it for things that you didn't necessarily want or know about in advance has made a lot of users very unhappy. And of course, all of this is amplified by so-called crypto Twitter, where some of the loudest voices wage a sort of ideological war against the traditional financial system, as well as competing token protocols. And that's not even getting into the technicals of it, which, for the wonks out there, uses an implementation of Shamir secret sharing as a way to store what are effectively encrypted pieces of your seed phrase across multiple companies. There are good parts to that and bad parts to that. But ultimately, the drama here is more about how the desires of, let's call them cryptocurrency purists, don't really align with the desires of those who are still on the outside. And that's still a point of tension. Coindesk Sam Kessler has more on this one. And that's our show for today. Thank you very much for listening. Today's episode was edited by Ryan. And for those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can send us an email at podcast at coindesk.com. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, They'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.